Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. So here's the plan. This is a special episode. This is material that I teach every year. I think it's the thing I've probably been teaching the longest in this online space because it has made the biggest difference in my life, in my health, with my kids, just around enjoying this time of year. I believe it's such a powerful tool and I want as many of you to be able to utilize it as possible. So it's kind of a planning tool disguised as an advent or countdown calendar. So if you don't celebrate Christmas, don't worry. You can use this to count down to the solstice or to the new year or just pick 10, 12, 20 days in December that you want to do this practice on. It is helpful to count down to something. So I would pick the end point and use it as a way to bring your family into how you're wanting this season to feel. So this season definitely comes with probably more baggage than any other time of year for most of us, whether it's how we grew up celebrating holidays, um, how we didn't grow up celebrating holidays, what our current circumstance is, if we ever lost someone near the holidays or had a hard experience during the holidays, sometimes we can associate it with that. If we have have had a really good experience around the holidays and then the current ones aren't being cooperative in the same way that past ones were, that can affect us. And here we are in the midst of this global pandemic that I think many of us have been saying like 2020 just can't be over soon enough. And here we are in December and a lot of us are feeling probably like, yes, we can't wait for 2020 to be over. And not that much might change when we hit 2021. And that's hard and sad. And in all these different um, celebrations that we have at this time of year that we're having to do differently, that can be hard too. And so I really do believe that this tool, this tool can turn things around and I've been watching it happen. So it's really fun because I have been teaching this and I wasn't going to teach it this year, to be quite honest. And a couple of weeks ago when we did the Make December Matter event, which by the way, you can still get and is still very relevant at makedecembermatter.com. When we did that event, what I did was I interviewed, I think we interviewed 14 amazing women. Um, We interviewed 14 other amazing women last year. So the two events bundled together, which is what you get when you buy this year's, is just an amazing set of content for really experiencing an amazing December and using that time in December to really plan for your next year. That's what the gist of it is about. And we always start off with making space for December. So this year, we spoke with Catherine North, who I is just one of my favorite life coaches in the world. And she shares a similar ritual to what I'm going to go through today. And she shared how she does it. And I even learned some new things, even though I've been doing this myself for like 15 years. And so I just wanted to talk you through it. I think I've done this before on the podcast. I'm going to talk you through it with the lens of this year a little bit and hope that hopes that that's helpful. Um, we have done this in Flow 365 as a group. We've met a couple of times to make sure that we actually do the work to get it done. So I we started by you them hearing exactly what you're going to hear today. Um, And then we had the extra bonus since we're always together that we got to actually do some of the work together. Um, And again, we talked about it in Make December Matter. I taught a free workshop on this last night. And the reason that I am recording this today and getting this out sort of in a quicker fashion than I normally get podcasts out is because I got a lot of emails after last night saying I missed it and I want it and where's the recording and I figured I would just do this in a little bit of a more concise way. So the only thing that this misses is the visuals. So if you get stuck on that, head on over to Instagram and in stories. um, If you hear this right away, I'm going to try to be putting some of those ideas in the feed and then eventually they'll end up in the little circle on our Instagram feed. So that's plansimple.co. So if you want, need some visuals, but here's the thing. This is not a crafting exercise. That's not the point of this. If you enjoy crafting, if you enjoy making things, you can make your advent calendar. You're likely hearing this either already in December or right before December starts. So 
It's better that you take the time to do what I'm going to talk you through right now and not get lost in the making process. It's super easy to do this in a really easy way with just using envelopes and writing numbers on the envelopes. I'll show you examples of that if you head on over to that Instagram feed. You can also buy an advent calendar. In Make December Matter, Catherine shared that she one year, maybe 15 years ago, had purchased a chocolate advent calendar that was like in the form of a book and you opened it and then it had little drawers for 24 numbers. And so she just uses that same chocolate advent calendar and opens it up and just puts not chocolates in the drawers, but what we're going to talk about today. Um, I did do a quick search on Amazon. I'm trying my hardest, hardest, hardest to really support local businesses and women-owned businesses this year. It's definitely one of my priorities. And Amazon makes it really easy to get things quickly. And I did notice that there was a few on there. So if you're not wanting to wait and you're not wanting to make, that might be a good option. I know that like Target, Pottery Barn, like all those places usually have them too. And they're probably on sale as we head into December. So you pick what you want, but you can also literally just find you know, 25, if you're going to do for the whole time, 10, however many days you're going to do this for envelopes and put numbers on them. You can have even have the kids decorate them. I got my kids involved in the making of it this year more than ever. I will post what we landed on um, in over on Instagram as well. But the point is what is going in those drawers, in those pockets, in those envelopes. That's what we're going to talk about today. All right. So what you need is a pen and a piece of paper. That's all you need to do this work. It's also helpful to find a calendar. So if you're listening to this and you already own Make December Matter, there is a December calendar in the 102-page workbook of, of that experience. Again, you can go check that out at makedecembermatter.com. If not, just go Google December 2020 calendar and print out what you find and you're going to need a calendar. And I believe that this is easier to do this. That piece is easier to do on paper. Um, but that's going to be like step five. So for right now, all you need is a blank piece of paper and a pen. And this is where we're going to start. You're going to start by thinking, how do I want to feel this holiday season? How do I want to feel this holiday season. So on our live workshop, I'm just going to read through some of the words that people shared that came up, joyful and present, bright, calm, healthy, calm and present, connected, hopeful, more calm, lots of calm, deeply connected, intentional, wonder, more calms, there was quite a few calms, ease, more connected. Those are some of the words that people came up who were live on the workshop. And how do you want to feel? And here's the thing. I want you to understand that this might change from year to year. And especially with the holiday season, we can get pretty attached to how we think we should feel. Joy is a big one. Joy is one of those ones I think we can get kind of convinced that this is how I'm supposed to feel during the holiday season. And so if you're feeling that that's the first word that comes up and it's really resonating and your body is just like telling you, yes, like you're just warm and, you know, you can feel the energy of joy, go for it. Make that your word. But if you're like, huh, interesting, Mia. I wonder if there's something else. I want you to find what that is. And it might just be defining what joy even means for you right now, because that can look different, right? So there are many years where by this time of year with like school and activities, and I happen to have two performers in my house, I'm just wanting calm, quiet, like reverence. Those are some of the words that come up for me typically at this time of year. On really busy years when I'm, you know, running around, again, I said my girls are performers. Well, at one point it was just one of them and then it became two. And I really wanted to just feel connected to people I actually cared about, right? Because I would run around with my girls and connect with who I saw, which was all usually amazing people, but it also disconnected me from 
people who I really wanted to see, people who had I already had relationships with. So I've had years where connection was really important, either to extended family, to certain friends, to my clients, to my kids, you know, certain years, kids are in different phases. And so certain years I've wanted to feel connected. This year, I just want like magic. <laughs> I want pure magic and joy. And that's new for me, actually. I find this is usually a time of year that's very inward focused and not very outward focused for me. And I'm really trying to counter all the outward focused stuff with inward focused activities. And it's not like those are going away for me. And I'll get to that in a little bit. But we've been in a very inward focused way for quarantine, right? So for months now. And I am just really attached to magic right now and joy and connection, all those kinds of words. It's much more for this introverted person. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> so there's no right or wrong answer to this. There's only your answer. And so I want you to be really super clear with that with yourself. Now, once you have this word, And because you're listening, I want to make sure you're not driving when you do this. So if you're driving, maybe listen to this piece and do it later. But I want you to close your eyes. And I want you, I asked you to come up with a word of how you want to feel. So words are awesome, but they're also a little bit limited. So I want you to close your eyes and I want you to feel that word in your body. Where do you feel it? How do you feel it? Does it feel warm? Does it feel like energy moving through your body? Is there a certain part of your body you feel it in? What is that like? What does that feel like? And I would take a few notes, right? I want to feel joy and I feel this like expansion in my heart. Or I want to feel joy and I feel warmth and energy moving circularly in my gut. Or I want to feel joy and I feel tingly in my toes. <laughs> There's no right answer. It's your body. Where do you feel how you want to feel in your body? And then with your eyes closed, I also want you to see this word. Because very often, and, and this is definitely why I initially got so excited about this tool is because I kind of happened upon it. I happened upon it in Pinterest looking at the like beautiful handmade ones. So I I came into it through the craft and this was 15 years ago. And I just fell in love with all these like amazing advent calendars that people were hanging on their walls and they look like beautiful sculptures to me. And I I am, I did go to art school. So that kind of thing really resonated with me. And as I searched and searched and I figured out what I wanted to create that year, I got to this point where I was like, I wonder what people put in all the envelopes and all, you know, uh, clearly some of them were more present based. And when you Google advent calendars, you get a lot of the chocolate ones or the Lego ones. But I was like, I kind of feel like I could use this. And the year that I did it, Um, The most meaningfully was the year that I had really changed my food. Um, So I guess it was about 12 years ago now. And I had changed my food and I had hit the holiday season. And I was feeling so good. And I had changed so many habits that year that weren't serving me. And I was really top of my health game. And I could see the holidays. I could see how I could let the holidays take that away from me. And so I was like, I'm going to use this thing to make it so I can really intentionally show up during this time, feed myself the way I'm supposed to feed myself, be present with my kids the way that I really want to be, and really decide that in advance. Because I don't know about you, but like one of the things, I'm just going to give you an example, and this might not be the about what about you question, but one of the things that I find in the holidays is there's a lot of bright, shiny objects, maybe more so than usual. So I had come to this conclusion in in parenting um, earlier that year, um, I had really prescribed to Simplicity Parenting. If you have not read that book, by the way, and you have little kids by Kim John Payne, you should put that on your Christmas list. Um, And the holidays were fighting that because everybody wanted to give my kids presents. And it was just feeling like a lot. And it was feeling not simple. And it was feeling 
very out of control. And so that was the year that I decided, you know, what if we just tried four presents? What if we were more thoughtful and intentional about this? What if we really did think like something needed, something wanted, something to read and something made was how we initially did it. And it felt really good in theory. And then as the season went on in practice, it was really hard. And so the year that the, that the countdown or advent calendar really worked was when the calendar helped set me up for those boundaries and set my family up for those boundaries and really make the magic in the process. Because really when I realized all those bright, shiny objects, all those Black Fridays and Cyber Monday sales we might be seeing, and they just keep going, right? There's always some sale. All those things, you know, were, were leading me away from what I really wanted and I was letting myself go there, but it wasn't really what I wanted. It was, it was me responding to the world around me. So that's where this tool really, 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 really helped me. So I want you to see, I want you to see how that word makes you feel. And again, you could press pause, you could close your eyes for five minutes and just see it, see joy. What's happening? Now, another thing that you can do, and I talked about this with Catherine, or Catherine answered my question and, and gave me this tip, which I used this year and have not used before, and it's very helpful. And it's actually very help. It was helpful for me, and it was also helpful within the current situation we're in, within COVID and really thinking outside the box. So what I did is I went to my family one night at dinner and I said, okay, if you were to think of the most magical, joyous holiday season, so I, I chose how I wanted to feel and I presented that to them, what, what, is that, what is that to you? And what had Catherine had shared was a lot of times it's not the things you think it is, first of all. And sometimes, you know, we just have to take that. It's not always our favorite things. Sometimes it's like the cheesy thing or whatever. Or the, but what's interesting is it's not usually the huge big thing. So often there's things that we either spend too much money on that we're not excited that we spent it on a few months later, or we spent a lot of effort on and it wasn't as appreciated as much as the little thing. So, you know, this could be, you know, a big, we can't go to performances this year, but let's say it's like a big expense and effort to get to a performance. Let's say that's it. Or an effort to go on a trip. Of course, none of that's happening this year or an effort to purchase a object for somebody for Christmas. But what they remember is like the special cake you made for breakfast or the time you sat and read to them that book that wasn't even that good. And so it's really interesting to do this practice because very often they help us simplify. <laughs> Their answers help us simplify. So that's another thing you could do with this intel is ask your family, you know, what, how it is they're feeling about this time and, and what would make it magical or whatever your word is connected. Use, frame it as your word so that they have some framework to, to answer you. All right, we're through step one. You ready for step two? So step two, I want you to, if you've used up a lot of your paper with this, I would just flip it over. And I want you to, we're going to start a list, and I, but I'm going to guide you through the list. We're going to start like a December brain dump. It doesn't have to be in order. It doesn't have to be organized. It can be messy, but I'm just going to give you some prompts. So I want you to start off and you can put numbers in front of these that correspond with the days, but I want you to start by just thinking or looking in your calendar and figuring out if there's any date specific things happening in December. So I don't know, is there a Zoom call with a family member? Is there a day that you always get your tree? Is there a, you know, tradition that you always do on a certain time? I feel like there's less of these this year because, you know, performances aren't happening and whatnot, but there, there probably are a few things that want to happen at a certain time. I mark things down like the solstice, and we don't celebrate Hanukkah, but I love teaching the kids about all the different ways they could celebrate. And so, I mark down when Hanukkah is and try to fold that into what we're doing. Christmas Eve, you know, the Christmas tree, if there's anything specific. Another thing that you can do in this, this piece that actually came up out of our, 
um, live workshop yesterday was if you're an entrepreneur, especially, or if it's a particularly busy time with work, if there's anything that like you wouldn't necessarily think of with this thing for your kids, but is an important date to do with your work, you could write that down here too, just so you remember. So for example, eventually in December, the new planner is coming out, the new flow planner. So those are like three days that I probably need to have more attention on work than other days. We're also enrolling for Flow 365. Definitely go check that out if you haven't heard that yet. It's so fun. It's the best thing, I think. Best thing we do around here, at least. Um, so there's a couple days that are busy around that, around getting people in and onboarding people in. There's a day, a deadline for when I want to go to the post office because when people sign up for Flow 365, I send them a package. And there's a deadline for that that day, just given this current season, usually, and then top COVID on top of that, that I want to make sure I hit. So those are the kinds of things I write down there. Even though those things really my kids don't need to worry about or know about, they're important for me when I'm getting into the next stages. So then this is going to be probably the bulk of your list. I want you just to write down all the things. What are all the things that make you feel this way that could happen this December? And I I like that word could because we're still in the land of possibilities. Not all these things are going to be part of your December. But I want you to just write them all down. Do you want to have fires? Do you want to have hot chocolate? And Also, think of the practical things. Do you need to send cards to somebody? Do you need to wrap presents for the teachers? Do you need to wrap presents for your house? Do you need to, are you going to decorate the tree? Sorry, I don't really like using the word need, so I'm going to stop doing that right now. Um, Let's say want, or are you going to? Do you hang stockings? Um, Do you usually make cookies for people? Do you want to make cookies for people? Is that something new you want to add? Are you making a gingerbread house? Are there any other traditions? You know, do you do a solstice um, ritual? We do something where we uh, release things from the past year and we, we write them out on a piece of paper and we have a fire that night and we send them off into the fire. And then usually the next day um, is all about making some fun, new, you know, what do we want in the next year thoughts. So what are some of the things that you really want to do? And I would also urge when you're doing this list, don't write decorate the house if for you that's not, like if for you it's like putting out three sculptures, fine, decorate the house. But if for you it's about getting out three bins and putting up lights outside and putting up lights inside and hanging a wreath and going, getting the wreath and getting the tree and all the things, if it's more, if it's a bigger deal for you, then break out that bigger deal. So like really get all the things out on the piece of paper. Do you want to watch a Christmas movie? You know, what are all the things you want to do? And try to think like, as you're writing, there might be things you have to cross off later, but you can say like, what are the things I'm going to do this, this December that will make me feel whatever you wrote down, connected, at ease, happy, joyous, whatever it is. All right. So press pause if you need time for that, but I'm going to keep going since this is a podcast and you can press pause. So then the next thing that I want you to write down is, is there anything that you just wrote down and you could just sort of star those or anything that's missing that usually happens and you're kind of sad about and COVID somehow changes? I want you to be, I just want you to realize what those things are. So maybe every year your family goes to a certain restaurant for dinner on some night during the holiday season. Or maybe every year you go um, see the Christmas tree lighting, which probably already happened, but that those didn't happen this year. Maybe you always go on a trip that you can't go on, or you see family members who you can't see. Maybe you go to a show that you're not going to see. That's something that's part of ours. Maybe you go to the Nutcracker or you see singing Maybe you go to church and that's not happening in person anymore. So write down all the things that maybe can't happen this December. 
again, we're just getting messy on this mind dump piece of paper. So all my people who are trying to be really neat with this, this isn't, this does, this isn't something anybody has to see. You're going to crunkle this up after we're done. But we're using this to get what we need to get to create this advent calendar, this countdown calendar. All right, so once you've made that list of all the things that aren't quite right or aren't quite normal, and I say that with air quotes, I want you to go through that list and I want you to consider and make a choice. So really all planning is is choosing, and we're going to get more into choosing in a minute, but I want you to start by making choices with these things. So let's say you go to the Nutcracker every year. What does that mean for this year? Do we just cross it off because it's not happening? Would it be fun to watch an uh, uh, online version of it? Would it be fun to read a storybook of it? Is there some piece of that that we're missing? Or is this an opportunity to do something new? Maybe there's new COVID safe things that are happening. I know there's a lot of like outdoor driving light show type things that are happening, or maybe there's an outdoor performance of some sort. Depending on where you live, there's definitely different rules everywhere. So you know, what, what is in your comfort zone and being offered in your area? Is there something that needs to replace that thing? If we're talking about seeing family members, do we just need to have a different kind of year? Is it actually freeing that we don't have to see, you know, Aunt Marge and Uncle Bob? Or do we really miss that? And so we're going to spearhead a family project or a family Zoom so that we can feel connected in that way. Again, this is all choices. I want you to see how much power you have in this because this is super helpful at this time of year and in the middle of a pandemic. So go through all of the ones that are, you know, more disappointments are not happening and make a choice whether they're going to happen, whether something else is going to happen, whether there's a modified version that makes you feel the way you're going to feel. So I can say from my life, there's definitely the, the big outward things that usually happen in December have to do around performances that we go see. There's something we always go see on Christmas Eve. There's something that we always go see um, on the solstice. I have performing two performing children, so that's really important to them. Sometimes they're in them. And I looked up what the options were for them. And they're both singing sort of a small piece in some of them, but it's not a big deal. And I couldn't tell how organized the organizations were being. And to be quite honest, we're kind of all zoomed out. We're all kind of screened out. And that doesn't, that doesn't give me the sense of magic and joy that I was wanting, that I am wanting this season. So I crossed those out. Those, those left my list very quickly. And that felt so good when it was done because it, it was kind of hanging over me. I was like, well, what are we going to do instead? What are we doing? I just crossed them out. And I have to say, an amazing new idea came into my head, two amazing new ideas of fun new traditions that we would, I wouldn't have done before. So that's exciting. And you're going to do that for yourself. Now, let's see, there's a few other things that we're going to add to this list. The next thing I want you to do, and I want you to like box this in somewhere. So like draw a rectangle around it after so you can make sure that these things don't get missed. But I want you to see if there's anything. My guess is that you've had a lens so far of this is how I want to feel. And this is what's going to make my family feel this way. See that disconnect? (laughs) So... I want you now to ask yourself, what would really make me feel this way? And hopefully some self-care, self-nurturing things come up. So last night on the free workshop version of this, things came up like, I want to journal and meditate in the mornings. I want to sit by my Christmas tree alone with the lights on at dark. I want to go on nature walks. These are some of the things that women said would be nurturing. Journaling came up a few times. I want to do yoga. Someone said they want a horseback ride. So fun. All right. So I want you to come up with what that is for you. What are the things that would really make you feel this way? Imagine there was no family. (laughs) What would make you feel that way? 
And I want you just to note those. I would say challenge yourself to come up with one to three if this isn't easy for you. All right, and then the last thing we're going to write down is in order to feel this way that you've decided you want to feel, whether it's you know joy or calm or ease, what do you need to give in order to feel this way? What is, what is sort of, I, usually what happens is we focus either on outward things. You know what the question is? The question is, what is some of the opposite things that you have, that you would feel so good if you added to the list? So for example, a lot of times we might say, like, let's say, use the word joy. And let's say we chose a lot of things that had to do with you know, just outward energy, right? We're going to connect with this family by a fire pit. We're going to go on this walk and see the lights. We're going to go do this. We're going to go do that. And so then the counter to that might be, okay, how can you find joy in the quiet? Like what's a quiet thing? If you're inclined to um, feel ease and you're finding that what you're putting on your list is more about like giving a little gift to everybody, which I didn't really even bring that one up, but you can totally do that if you want. Or when the kids are little, maybe you give them a craft to do, or, um, you know, maybe it becomes about baking things if that gives you joy, whatever, but maybe they seem like a lot of really fun things to do as a family together Um, And it's almost like you're giving your kids a lot of gifts. So sometimes the counter to that would be, um, how can I give out? How can I give to the community? How can I share this idea of giving with my kids in a way that they can relate to? So it might be that if you're feeling like you're giving them a lot, then you're, how can I empower them to give? And that might be about making presents for their teachers or writing cards to their grandparents. Or one year we made bags. We went to CVS one day and picked out a few things that we thought a homeless person would need. And then on a different day, we went and we delivered five gift bags to homeless people. So it really gave them the ability to think about what somebody else would need in a, who's in a very different place than us and have the, the ability to go give those things. And, you know, it was an interesting experience because there was a lot of gratitude and smiles and thank yous, and there was a few not. And so they got to experience that. And I'm so super grateful for that. So if anything comes to mind, like if you're feeling like you're going in one direction, what, what's the counterbalance to that? Like, what's the balance? What balances that out in, in your world with your word and add those to the list? All right, so my guess is now you have a kind of hefty list. You might have more than 25 if you're counting down, but that's okay. And so what I want you to do before you do go to the next step is I just want you to take one last look at the list. And I want you to recall your word and feel it in your body. And then just scan over your list and just notice if anything comes up that you know just shouldn't be there. And just do yourself a favor and cross it off now. So if health is your word, which came up a couple times last night, and 25 things on the list are, you know, make brownies, do this, do that. Maybe it's that you're adding something for health. Maybe it's that you're crossing off a few of them. Maybe you're adding, um, find a new healthy brownie recipe, which there's ton of, tons of out there. So how, how do you get in alignment with your word and please cross off anything that's really feeling out of alignment with your word. And they might come into play a different year, but this year let's, let's stay as focused as we can on how you want to feel this year. Another one for health actually is sleep. So if you have all these things that make it so that you'll go to sleep later or you'll stay more um, energized later, look at that. All right, so now you have this list, and this is what we're going to do now. I need you to take out the calendar that you either printed out from us, from Make December Matter, or you Googled and found a December 2020 calendar, or you just have one lying around. You basically just need space for each day. And you're going to start by filling in those things that we started at the beginning that had specific dates. 
that like our holiday things, right? So you're having a family Zoom with X on the 24th, put that down. And then like in little writing or in a different color or in pencil or something, you could jot down those work-related things. So if there's special deadlines, like I have to go to the post office by this day to mail stuff to my clients, put those dates down. And then the rest is kind of a puzzle, but this is how I want you to think about it. I want you to look at the things like drinking hot chocolate, like those kinds of things might not be where you start. You might start with getting a tree, um, decorating the house, like some of the making cards, some of the more logistical stuff that may not be date specific, but may kind of have a little bit of time related to it. Get those big things in first. So scan your list and go get the big things in. And when you're doing that, it's not a bad idea, especially if you're a busy person and you're a busy working person, to have that calendar open so that you're really responding to what the day holds. So as I said, you know, we're launching our the next version of the flow planner, and I know what three days that's happening, and those three days will be, you know, fuller than normal days. And so for me on those days to like, make cookies for three hours with the kids or go on an adventure that takes four hours with the kids. Like that is setting me up for failure. But reading by a fire and cozying up with them after a busy day, that feels totally nurturing and totally doable and totally something that I should stop working to do. Does that make sense? So I want you to pay attention to your days. Getting a Christmas tree, you know, midweek during a pandemic may be a perfect move or that may cause stress because you can't have the help support you need to get at home and you need to get on a Saturday. So really look at the big picture when you're doing this and literally put together the puzzle based on everything else that's going on. So basically what you're doing in this whole situation is you're plotting out this December that you're wanting to give as a gift to your family you're really giving the gift of yourself to your family um, and with things that they really want to do in a way that makes sense to everyone's schedules. Look at You can also look at their school schedules, right? So if they're in school, when do they get out? If they're busy all day on Zoom right now, you know, what makes sense on those kinds of days? So don't say, don't set them up to make I don't know, a craft project or cards that take 10 hours on a weekday that they have school all day. Does that make sense? 10 hours is a long time to make cards. So that was a bad example, but you know what I mean. So look at the calendar and move everything over. Now you're going to have extra things and you can definitely jot those down on the calendar. I use the calendar kind of like an outline. So it's like, let's say, let's say I'm going to get the tree on Sunday and that's a 40 minute drive. So I, um, note on the calendar. And then I say, you know, what would be super fun is if when we go get the tree, I've made hot chocolate and put it in a thermos, or maybe I've made some special Christmassy snack that we can have as we drive to go get the tree. Or maybe one of the things on my list is to sing as many Christmas carols as possible. So I make a playlist that can be playing in the car when we go get the Christmas tree. See where I'm going? So a lot of the things that were on that list can be paired then with some of the things. And then that becomes what you put in your calendar. So I'm just going to read you a few in hopes that my kids don't listen to my podcast. So one of ours is... Um, on a very busy day, actually, is make a few lists. What are you giving to whom? Do you have any wishes? Share your list with mama. And I put the last day at the post office is December 10th. So I'm setting them up to make a plan, right? They're making lists for what they want so that on December 24th, someone's not coming to me and saying, but mom, I need a present for my sister. And I didn't think about it, right? I'm helping them to plan. And they get this wish and they can make the list and they get a meeting with me and it makes them thinking about giving and receiving. And those are all qualities that I want to instill in them. Another one is finish your homework early and hop in the car and go head off and see a special light, magical light show. That's one of our more outward fun ones. Um, Adorn the outside of the house with sparkly lights. 
make cards for your great grandmother, grandparents, and special uncles and aunts. And then I say, meet mama at the kitchen table all afternoon to make and write and see if there's some, you can spot some new supplies. So I just figured that was a day where work was light and I could be at the table and I could be doing some planning work so I could be using a pen and paper. I could also write cards and we could just have that as a congregating place at a busy, when everybody was off doing their own school and that when they came breaks, they could come check in and how fun and connecting for me to have them. Plus we were getting this thing done that they want to get done, right? They want to make cards, but they might not prioritize it at the right time in December. Here's a fun one. You don't always have to be fun and imaginative. Over the river and through the woods to go get a tree we go, singing songs and drinking hot things to the tree farm we go, right? So we can be fun. We can be playful. Then the next day, it's like, just listen to Christmas tunes and decorate the tree because that's something that we really need to do. So we make we hold space for that. I may make that one a little bit more ornate, you know, so-and-so go light, the, get the stuff for the fire. You know, sometimes we have a new ornament. I'm not sure how that will work this year, but so different things can go with that. Then we have a couple days that are like the middle of school really busy school weeks and I know that because you know we're coming up against the vacation so it's um, make a few paper snowflakes to decorate the house and then I chose one child to have a special date to figure out presents with me so it's a little different this year sometimes I take them on an excursion sometimes we all go out together to go shopping but with COVID that makes that a little different so I'm going to take one kid at a time we get to have a conversation I did it early enough in the season where we could order things. We could go to our local stores ourselves. We could figure out what we need to make with what we already have. Like I leave it really open, but it's a connecting time kid by kid. So there's like three days of that. I thought of three different ways we could decorate the inside of the house. And on each of those days, I get to have this special time with one of the kids to figure out how I can help them, how I can support them, right? Some of them are old enough to, to do this themselves, but it's not like they have credit cards or anything, so they can't fully figure it out in this current state that we're in. In other years, I would have them just like walk with cash and go figure out what they needed to do. But here we are. We have a new puppy. So one of the days that's really busy, I was like, huh, we should make him a stocking somehow. So I have some old ones, and I was like, we could just decorate it, right? Another one I love is... Um, to clean out. And this was one that Catherine North and I talked about. So one of the days it's like, go clean out a drawer and make a bag that mama can bring um, to donate and, you know, clean out your room to make space. So we do that before always, not that we're like filling the space with presents, but it just helps clear the energy and it shows them that they can clean out. They don't always have to be collecting, which is definitely something I want to instill in them. Then we have other things like game night and Christmas movie night. And I'll sometimes pair that with, um, you know, different other things like a Christmas cookie or whatever. But, you know, in general, those are just pretty simple. And then I have, as I said, a few days where I have, I know that there's going to be three really busy work days. So on those days, it's just curl up and read a book. So that's happening. So, and then I went back through, with a lens of we have a lot going on right now in our house. Um, and I just wanted to make sure that I was being as simple and intentional and thoughtful as possible. So I did go through, like, I always do this exercise. I make all 25 clues. I write them out. And then I'm like, am I being as simple as possible? Am I really tapping into this magic feeling that everybody's wanting to feel? How can I simplify this even more? And then I go through and do that. And that's it. So basically, I've made a list of all the things. I've really gotten clear about which ones aren't serving me right now and tried to either reframe them or delete them or change them. Get that list going. And then I transpose everything to a calendar and really make that puzzle. And then I create from that calendar, you know, clues. So in my case, there's 25. I do the first 25 I do through Christmas. And each day, 
one child opens up an envelope and takes it out. It's for everybody and reads what it says. And it will direct us to do one thing that will support us in feeling this way during the holiday season. Does that make sense? So the only thing I haven't told you about yet is those self-care things. So there's two different ways to think about this. And I've interviewed and spoken with my friend Kelly Grimes a lot lately. She was actually in the Art of 90 Days event we put on, and she also spoke at Make December Matter. And she is an expert and just wrote a book on the art of self-nurturing. So good. Great Christmas present, by the way, for yourself. You can put it in your own stocking. And she really helped me understand that for me, a lot of my self-care is alone. So I'm going to go back to some of those examples that were shared in the workshop. So some, a few people said they wanted to do yoga and journal every morning. So that's awesome. So what I would say to that kind of instinct, which is basically to set yourself up in the morning, which is such a good instinct always, and especially at this time of year, just make sure that nothing you're doing in your countdown calendar is fighting with that, right? So if you want to do that, yet every single day you're creating these very like outward focused things that keep everybody up extra late or, or, you know, make them all sugar hide or whatever, you're going to have a harder time doing that. Or you're sugar highing yourself and not able to go to bed. It's going to be hard to do that. So make sure that what you're doing is supporting that thing that you want, if that's what you want. And make it like doable, make it little, really think about what is doable. So that's one version. Another scenario, and you could have all of these as part of your life, by the way. And actually, with that, like, so for example, journaling, a morning ritual is really important to me at this time. And so that is one of mine, even though a bunch of people shared it last night as well. And so I do make sure that nothing fights with it. And once I've done it for 10 days, I also then feel this inclination to invite others into it. So a journaling thing of writing a letter to our future selves is one of the the things that I have closer to Christmas um, to our next year self. And that's just really a fun one for everyone to do. So that's that's really sharing my self-care with, with the family. And so another way that that can happen is you could look at your self-care list, and this is the thing that Kelly really taught me, is that I always thought that self-care had to be done alone, self-nurturing had to be done alone. And we interviewed her actually as we were heading into COVID, and then again for the holiday season, and both times she reminded me that this just isn't true. So for the person who wrote down Nature Walks, you know, it would be an interesting experiment to see if, you know, one of your things could go, you know, take a special like candle or nightlight and go on a walk in the dark as a family, or, um, you know, wake up early on Saturday and bring cocoa and go on a nature walk together, or, you know, depending on who you're doing this for. Uh, By the way, you all, this works for everyone. So I, I teach this and talk about this in a way that, um, is teaching somebody with a family or with kids, with younger kids at home. But we've had single people do it for themselves. I've had an entrepreneur do it and have thoughts that people were picking up as they came into her store. Um, I've also had, there's a lot of couples doing it this year. Um, people who are empty nesters and don't have kids home. So this is really, there's a lot of possibilities for how to just use this as a fun, magical toy, toy, tool for everyone. It can be like a toy, tool for everyone. All right, I think that's what I've got. That's, that's the gist of it. And then once you have these clues, which I type out, I type them in a, in a Word document because here's another thing. This is something actually Catherine taught me this year. Um, So what I do, my practice has always been, because I'm a Sunday planner and I plan the week on Sunday, on Sunday I look out over the week, I check the weather, I just check the vibe in the house, and I make sure that we're all lined up to do all the things, like that it all still makes sense, right? We're not going to go do this if somebody's sick, or if somebody's day is really busy, maybe we'll switch the two days. So I look out on the week. Catherine actually had the suggestion that you, if you have kids, that you pick the, the thing out of the 
you know, open the envelope, open the drawer, whatever, after school, so that if you can see that something in the day is going to change, you have time to swap it. So I keep everything in a Word document so I can check in and be like, wait, where are we? Um, shoot, we're supposed to go do this outdoor walk and it's raining tomorrow, so I'll switch this with that day. Or, gosh, I just need to bring something in that is not so high maintenance, and so we're just going to snuggle by the fire and read a Christmas book. I have a few extras up my sleeve that are just quiet in case we really just, if that's what we need um, to feel the way that I want to feel, then I have those and I can pull those out. So know that nothing's set in stone. Really make this work for you. The whole point of this is to make it work for you so that you can show up to yourself, to your spouse, to your kids, to your community, to whomever you're with in a way that's really in alignment with how you want to feel. That is the point of all this. So with that, go on and make it. And the only other thing I'm going to say is that because this is going live on the last day of November, you can totally do this today if you're hearing it. And if you're hearing it in December, please don't fret. Please don't stress yourself out. If you're hearing it even before December, but you know you can't get to it to the weekend, don't worry. Just choose a set amount of days and figure out how you're going to count down, whether it's by the date or you're just on day one, two, three. It doesn't matter if they all match. And just do it. Just do it on your time frame, but just decide in advance. Don't start off by feeling behind. That's not a great place to start from. All right. Now, if you loved this and if you love the idea about having an intentional December or you heard Make December Matter and you loved everything there and you really want to dive deeper, please don't forget that Flow 365, which is our year-long, 190-day-at-a-time program where we literally just show up to do the work, to, to show up to the way that we want to feel on a consistent basis, not only during the holiday season, we are offering as a bonus the holiday season. So we officially kick off with our first retreat um, in mid-January. But for the next six weeks, everyone's going to come in and use this time to really get intentional, learn some of the tools um, during the holiday season, which I think is going to be really powerful. We're doing a lot of New Year's higher level planning as we get toward the end of the month. We're doing a lot of meal planning for the holidays during at the beginning of the month. Um, and... My guess is that if you're feeling unsupported right now or like you just need a little coaching or a little cheerleading, this might really help. Um, I know that we're all really enjoying the experience right now, everyone who's, who's in it right now. So that's what I got for you. Go check it out at plansimple.com slash blow365. And if you know this isn't your year for that, for whatever reason, um, then you, and you're into the holiday season and you want more, you could also go check out Make December Matter. Um, if you do sign up for Flow 365, you get my whole library. So you get all the things I ever make, um, which is worth way more than what we even charge. So it's a pretty good deal. So if you want access to Make December Matter and you're thinking about Flow 365, go check out Flow 365 first because you'll get immediate access to Make December Matter too. All right. That's what I got. Have an awesome, awesome day. And I will see you throughout the month of December. Oh, I know I have one more thing. So if you like this notion of Advent, please check out our Instagram feed this month, plansimple.co. You'll be in for a little bit of a surprise. I'm super excited. I'm not going to say more than that, but go check it out. Subscribe, leave us comments. It's going to be fun. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.